this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino kyle krabs and chris schubert from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this tuesday episode of the show kyle what's up it's going on your little horse here you know, I, I've been uh, having the little gurgles in the throat from time to time. And uh, uh, great. I, I thought maybe it didn't show up there, but uh, no, it did. Yeah, it did. So cool. It did. And if anybody has any, you know, they're second guessing it, just make sure you hit that that back button. You can just jump back like 10 seconds oh, at a time, you. right? Yeah. Hit it twice. Go back. Double check. It's there. It's definitely the, there. Uh, but uh, so are we here on a Tuesday. The good news is this is my first of three podcasts that I'm recording on Monday night. So um, in a row, like yeah. This, this should this should be great by by the end of the run here. Yeah, you'll work all the kinks out for the last yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. So it is AFC <laughs> South <laughs> Day here on the podcast, and so Kyle and I are going to build our ultimate roster, our ultimate starting lineup featuring only players in the AFC South. And we have different rosters, and we have mm. creative liberty. We can do whatever personnel groupings we want for offense and defense. It's true. And so it's true. It's true. This, this one's been the weirdest one yet. I'll tell you that. Just in terms of distribution of players, uh, just not quite like the previous. Uh, what we did three prior to this. Yeah, not not really right. the same. You find yourself in a lot of conflict in a number of different spots, right? Yeah. It says, well, I could go this way. I could go this way. We try and maintain some scheme integrity with complementary <laughs> pieces. Maybe you just throw it all to the wind and say, yeah, I'm just going to take the best players, which I may or may not have done at one juncture in this stretch. So uh, here we go. I guess we're going to jump right in, huh? Reveal our squads. Yes. 11 personnel, 335? Three, three, yes. No, no, no. No. I did four two four four two five. Yeah. See, this is why I ask. Yeah, it's a good question. Hi, Chris. Hello, gentlemen. Are we doing well Hi. on a Tuesday? It's going up on a Tuesday. It is going up on a Tuesday. Yes. Uh, okay. These. I, I, listen, we're doing two series at the same time right now, and I don't. You know, little behind the scenes. I, I'm liking this series a little bit more than the other series Ooh, so really? far. I've just okay. been enjoying this kind of roster construction kind of stuff. So AFC South, you got a new wide receiver in the mix that you can pick for this division. So this should be fun. Quarterback. Quarterback. So, Shuby, Kyle and I came to an agreement earlier today on this. We conspired on this. Yeah. But it was important uh, to have clarity on this this certain situation. Is it to not include a certain quarterback? Yes, yeah. I agree with that decision, and we are just going to leave it at that and move on. Great. Okay, I went with Ryan Tannehill, which is the clear uh, option. You know, Carson Wentz, if he finds his game, you know, we can revisit that after the season. But Tannehill's been really good for a couple seasons now. Um, I like the way that this offense works for him in terms of the play action components and the vertical passing game that's there. And he's a good athlete, and he's really kind of come into his own in Tennessee. And I think he's the obvious answer at this point. No love for uh, William Lawrence, huh? Yeah, so g- well played there because you d- you somehow unpacked that on Monday and texted me. and It was on Panini. Panini had like a, here's our 2021 class of NFL athletes. Welcome to the, the big time. And it goes like camera cut, a slew of players, and they started with quarterbacks, and it's William, parentheses, Trevor, 
Lawrence. Wow. Well, I will. I didn't pick William Lawrence, but I do have a rookie on my team. So that's that's can, great. But yeah. I'm, I, you know, I don't want to just gloss over like we may need to be a little bit more concerned about Trevor Lawrence's NFL projection, knowing that his first name is actually William. Has there been no, a- Will Lawrence is a quarterback in like in, like if we were rebooting Friday Night Lights, that's the main character's name, quarterback Will Lawrence. Right. So I, I think this right. works. Oh, okay. Chris is not not concerned. What if it's William? Because he didn't say it didn't say well, Will. It said William. What if see, he What if he were to go by William? I'd have a problem with this because I think Mitch Trubisky would have been a lot better than Mitchell Trubisky. So he was uh, Mr. Biscuits there at North Carolina. You know what? The funny thing about that is nobody knew that until that, until after he played at North Carolina, right? Like, right. He's like, yeah, hey, actually, I'm, I want to be called Mitchell. Everybody called him Mitch at North Carolina, and then he, and he was good, and then he came to the NFL and said, no, it's actually Mitchell, and then he was bad. So I'm still fifty fifty on it. I, he's still sometimes Mitch to me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Ryan Tannehill's pick. Uh, he has established NFL experience. He's what a, a ten-year vet at this point in the NFL. Yeah, crazy playing thing. some of the best ball of his career. He's finally got a good supporting cast around him. We're going to put a bo- good supporting cast around him for each of our respective teams. That makes it a no-brainer. All right, running back. Uh, this one's easy. I went with Derrick Henry. Carlos Hyde. Oh, uh, yeah. You know Travis, Travis Henry. Etienne. <laughs> Travis Henry. <laughs> Florian yeah, um, slip because um, he's come up in some of our conversations behind yes, the Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was going to joke about Travis Etienne and ended up Freudian slipping it and mixing him with Derrick Henry. But Derrick Henry's my choice as well. Yeah, pretty obvious. Um, okay. Tight end. This was very challenging. Um, because there's not a lot of not a lot of great options, let's be honest, in terms of a feature tight end across this division. I went first, I think, on the last two. Why don't you uh, take this one? So I ended up settling on Anthony Ferkser, and this is more Chris excited, excited <laughs> on the pod. You love to see it. Um, this is more of a projection than anything else, and I would bet on the upside and take a shot in the dark when your other options are what the AFC South is providing you currently in tight end rooms across the division. Um, or obviously Tennessee had Johnu Smith, bid him farewell. Ferkser, in a limited role, has had good chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. We're kind of mm-hmm. projecting that into a bigger role and anticipating, maybe not into the degree in which uh, David Carr projected that Darren Waller was a top 10 NFL tight end when he came into the year two years ago with like 30 receptions or something like that, 12 receptions, whatever it was. But, uh, oh, Courtesy to David Carr for nailing that one down. Uh, that was the all-time Babe Ruth caliber of summer <laughs> hot take. Call your shot. He even didn't say, "I predict he will become." He said, "Right now he is," and that's what made that take so hot. And it worked out for him. So maybe we can capture a little bit of that magic from David Carr with Anthony Ferkser. Yeah, I went with Anthony Ferkser as well. Um, the other options that were interesting to me, none. Just- there just wasn't <laughs> I don't, Jordan right. Akins, you know, uh, Jack, Jack Doyle, Doyle. Like, no, I just, I, they didn't move the needle. I mean, I could have went all in on getting the blocking tight end and picked Luke Farrell, but that would have been a ridiculous choice. Uh, so I just went with, um, no, actually I thought about Chris Manhurts, um, who might be the best blocking tight end in football, but 
I had to have some pass catching ability. So we went with Anthony Ferkser as well. I think I think he's going to have a nice little season for the Titans this year. Kyle, your wide receivers. Yeah, you want me to go first since you're keeping yeah. score on who's who's leading things off here? Right, they're going to be the same. It's Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Brandon Cooks. Correct? Well, I think, yeah, Brown and Jones were pretty cut and dry, but you didn't think about anyone else for that slot role? I gave a little bit of a look at LaVisca Chenault. Creativity. Yep. Kind of more of a hybrid player. I mean, you think about a guy who's as versatile as he is. Putting him in the slot to really, A, help the, the running game by extension. We joked, we ideally, with Derrick Henry's your running back, you're going 12 personnel, but we couldn't find one tight end in this division to yeah. pick, let alone two. So, like, right. Chanel to 220 pounds at least would have given me something interesting there. Um. But I probably would have gone that route if I chose to to go with more of the true run blocker at tight end and then try and find the second big body guy to block that gave you a little bit of something in the past game. So it was just for me taking the best other player to fill the third role. And, you know, A.J. Brown can play in the slot inside and be perfectly physical. I mean, I could go X Julio Jones, Z Brandon Cooks, and slot A.J. Brown. And you're hitting a lot of stereotypes for those positional niches yeah. within the wide receiver position. Yep. Love it. That's my receiving core as well. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I would right. like to just take this moment to apologize to the listeners of the Drafted's podcast for completely jinxing this episode of the show by at the beginning saying that this is one of my favorite series and the two gentlemen proceeded to just copy each other through the first segment of the show. So well, that's on me, F in the chat, my bad. Uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. I, I know we're going to have some discourse here. We're going to have some overlap on the offensive lines, but we will not have it parallel because, Joe, your left tackle is who? My left tackle is Taylor Luan. And my left tackle is Laramie Tunsil. Okay, your mm. your left guard, I'm assuming, is Quentin Nelson. Is that correct? Right. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> I didn't want to assume anything. You know what right. happens when you assume, yeah. right? Yep. 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 You make an ASS out of you and me. I don't want to say it out loud. I don't want to contribute to the swear jar we got going here on the podcast. Uh, center is Ryan Kelly, correct? Boom. 
Yes. Yes. Who's your Who's your right guard? I my got right a little crea- is- I got a little creative here. Okay, I'm going with Roger Saffold. That's my right guard. Okay, that's a good answer. I'm going with Braden Smith. Uh, you, uh, yeah, I know what you did here. I yep. know you're right. You're right. Tackles Taylor Luan. It is. You dog. I'm trying That's to get the great best move. I'm trying to get the best players. That's a great move because Braden Smith is a natural fit to me at guard. Oh. I mean, I'm a little surprised he's working out so well as he has a right tackle. He oh. is my right tackle. Um, but man, heck of a way to get Luan and Tunsil on your team. Good job. Had had to finesse him in there. So yeah. I, I pushed Braden Smith, who is the Colts starting right tackle. I pushed him inside to play guard for this exercise. It was widely considered that uh, he would be playing inside in the pre-draft process when he came mm-hmm. out before the Colts drafted him. And it was a surprise that they gave him the shot to, this is the testament to always let them start outside a tackle and they fail their way in, right? Because every once in a while, you'll find a guy who maybe doesn't meet the length thresholds and your typical expectations for what an NFL offensive tackle looks like. But then you trot him out there and he does well. And that's what's happened with Braden Smith. Okay. So we wound up having our first difference. We had on the offensive line a singular player different. Okay. Because you had uh, Roger Saffold and I had Laramie Tunsil. Yep. Nicely done. Okay. Turning okay. our attention to the defense. Um, defense. How, how'd you do this? Uh, I went with a even front nickel. Same. <laughs> and it's funny because we talked on the phone earlier and I'm like, we're going to do like, three, uh, four here. Yeah, you got to do odd fronts here with the guys playing yeah. with, at, at their four eye or five tacks. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't do that. We, we just came back and said, you know what? The four best options for a defensive front are DeForest Buckner and Jeffrey Simmons on the inside. No doubt. They're the easiest thing no I've ever done. Open right. and shut. Open and shut. They're both rock stars, slam dunks, freakish athletes for their size and stature and length and explosiveness and disruptiveness and all those things. Uh, really like that. But the outside guys are a little bit of a mystery. Oh. So I'm not I'm not going to prognosticate here. I'm just going to allow you to reveal something. Okay. So I put a lot of thought into this. One of them is Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Same. Okay. Same. The- the other one, while is he's not an ideal fit for a 4-3 defensive end, this guy led the division in pressures last year. Like He was far and away the most consistent pass rusher, and that's Harold Landry from the Tennessee Titans. What you, Kyle's got squinty eyes. What are you talking about? I it's because Bud, he's not. I took, I took Bud Dupree. Okay. Do you want to do a bet? You want to do a draft dudes bet on who has more sacks this year? No, because Bud Dupree's coming off like a major injury. Why well, that did that factor into your thought process? No, we're turning injuries off for this exercise. Okay. All right. Well, Titans fans can fight be bad at who whatever one they like more. Probably right, yeah, choose yeah. choose your choose your favorite edge and be mad at whoever didn't pick your favorite edge off your own roster. But for a team that needed pass rush, you should feel really good that both of your outside pass rushers and your defensive linemen, your lead defensive linemen, were picked on this program. So, okay, so so real quick, let me pivot here because we're we're moving pretty quick for through this show because we're keeping a lot of stuff chalk, right? Yeah. We have talked a lot about the Tennessee Titans 
and mm-hmm. them as a team and how much they lost this offseason, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We did the playoffpredictors.com. We got them around 500. Before the Julio Jones trade, we will be reassessing that on Thursday's live stream. You get a lot of Tennessee Titans on your roster, don't you? Yes. it's When this is over with, it will be the by far the most of any one team represented. For the entire exercise or just yeah. on today's? No, it's for, we've done the AFC South, NFC East, AFC North, and NFC West. They are far and away the most represented team of any throughout this experiment. So, so does, does this say more about the status of Houston and Jacksonville yes. as rosters? Or does it say that Tennessee has a lot of talent? And if they do, are we justified in our concern based on the offensive coordinator change, based on some lack of depth, based on some lack of talent at some key positions. I just think it was because I observed that myself. I'm like, well, Tannehill, Henry, Jones, Brown. Okay, I started with my first four four guys were Titans. Obviously, that's the skill players. You get down to the offensive line, there's representation there. Um, Defensive line, Jeffrey Simmons. You've got Harold Landry. I've got Bud Dupree, like, we're not done yet either because they got a stud at free safety. We're going to be bringing yeah. in here at least. Yeah. I think it's a top heavy roster. I think they have passable starters. I don't love the depth of this football team overall. Um, they certainly answered the question that was reigning Supreme offensively on, okay, you lost Corey Davis and John U. Smith. And what did you do to replace them? Well, you hope Anthony Ferkser winds up being good and that Josh Reynolds thrives in a bigger role. And so I think bringing in Julio Jones, you feel better about where this team is offensively. We'll see at right tackle between Kendall Lamb and Dylan Radunes, who can claim that job. And if they're, you know, a, a serviceable player, I don't know. But the answer to that question, that whether or not this Titans team is going to make some real noise in the AFC, comes down to this defense. And they made sweeping changes. I, I mean, we're literally everywhere but linebacker. This is a new. This is a new secondary in a lot of ways. This is a new defensive line in a lot of ways. And so. I'm not completely convinced that from a personnel perspective, defensively, they're a better team right now. But that team performed so poorly last year. You know, it's like, well, what do you it's do? Hard you can't to, just hard run to be it worse. Back. It's hard yeah, to be but worse. I, 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 do we think that Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson is a better quarter, corner tandem than Caleb Farley and Janoris Jenkins? And, you know, we'll see if Christian Fulton can claim a role. Like, I don't know, man. I, you know, does. Did they need to get let it, let go of Kenny Vaccaro? Like, are they better at safety without him? Uh, Daquan Jones isn't here at defensive tackle. Like, who's the true nose here? I like to pick up or Danico Autry, but I still worry about some of that beef on the interior, especially with the types of fronts they want to run. So I like this football team. I think they are very well positioned to, to compete in this division and, and host a playoff game. But do they have enough to get into that Chiefs conversation, you know, I think it's the Chiefs, and then you have like the Browns, Ravens, and Bills. Is Tennessee now in that conversation? Do they have enough defensively? I, I think that's where this will get sorted out. Okay, that's fair. It was just an observation I had that was like, man, I got a lot of Titans on here for us saying that we're <laughs> yeah. not quite so sure about the Titans. Yeah, yeah. But you know I, we are sh- I, I'm with you before you tell everybody about the certainty in life that we both share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it says quite a bit about, um, half of this division and the status of some of the rosters in place. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I sorry had, for ruining your segue yeah, there, brother. I had I, it. I, 
I dumped I had it. it. I apologize. Yeah. What do I do? Uh, I, I think dumped I just a couple. About... I dumped a couple built bars in my mouth at, at your house this weekend. Yeah, you know, and I always make sure they're stocked for you, Kyle, because you didn't know when... it was coming, but you were still stocked anyway. <laughs> because which I'm tells always... me that you just keep it stocked for yourself, and I don't blame you because you're right. Because they're the best tasting protein bar on the planet. So many correct. amazing flavors. They're all delicious, all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but they're good for you. If you're health conscious, you got to try these things. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Perfect for anyone who is on the keto diet. Got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. It'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the defensive back seven is what remains. Some good options here. They're not all. all not all of it's good. Not all of it's good. The linebackers are good. I like the safeties. The corners aren't good. No, yeah, the corners are questionable. So linebacker is not questionable. Miles Jack, Darius Leonard. We're going with base nickel, right? Oh, I mean, lock it in. Is there? Yeah. Anything no. more obvious other than the defensive tackle situation here? I mean, those those two guys are top shelf i'm sure you know a couple years ago maybe joe schobert would have an argument to see his way into this conversation at the very least and uh, but that was when he was with the browns not necessarily when he's here in jacksonville yeah i like the complementary skill sets here too like you have speed you have the ability to play in coverage you have length you have downhill ability and darius tons of length i mean man i'd love to have that group in real life so uh, that was easy. Um, all right, cornerback, Kyle. Timeout. Yes. How many corners do you have and how many safeties do you have? I have two corners. Well, one slot, so I have three corners and two safeties. You're a coward. Should have taken three safeties. Uh-oh. Make you question no, everything. No, no, I'm not questioning anything here. Right, so let's do your two outside corners. We'll do the nickel position last. All right, Xavier Rhodes and my rookie. Here it is. My guy, Caleb Farley. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Tyson Campbell there for a second. Not no my love guy. For, no love for Shaq Griffin? Uh, no, no. No, none. No, I'll take my chances on the uh, the skill set I watch at Virginia Tech and Caleb Farley. Okay. But I, when uh, you say no love, I, he was a guy that crossed my mind when sorting out my roster. Okay, that's cool. I'll take a guy I know is going to be on the field. So I'll take Shaq Griffin. Okay. So Shaq Griffin and Xavier Rhodes are my two outside corners. Both physical, big. You know, Caleb Farley's the same thing. It's just Caleb hasn't played. If you're going to be a rookie and make this list, you better be an open and shut slam dunk case. And Caleb, from a talent perspective, is that. But the back injuries are a little worrisome. So I opted to go with somebody who, whose uh, prognosis, is, as far as being able to hold up at the NFL level, is not – in question, you know, Caleb plays a full season this year. We do this exercise again next summer. If he's as talented as we think he is, he's probably going to be the pick. As we've said a few times when doing this series, there is personal bias bleeding into these rankings and or these lineups. And so I think there's your, your slam dunk example of that happening for me. So we're we doing nickel player now, or do you want to do safeties and come back? Let's to do it? the safe. Let's do the safeties and come back to nickel. All right. So one Chris of them, is Kevin furious work jumping all over the map here. Yes, Kevin Byard. He can do everything. He's got terrific other, ball you, skills. He can tackle. All around player. Gr- good, great athlete. What's not to like? Instinctual. Kevin Byard. Free safety. 
Okay, my other safety is Kari Willis from the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Kari well, Willis. Good football player. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just surprised that that was the direction that you went. Yeah. Compliments Bayard really well, too. This was when I referenced, you know, you, you try and maintain some scheme integrity, uh, mm-hmm. and otherwise you just kind of want to go out of your way to find the best players. Um I'll put Kevin Byard in a, a not middle of the field role, and I'll play Justin Reed in the high post from Houston. Uh, what he was best at and has been best at is coverage, right? So if I have Byard and I have a nickel that I can trust where I don't have to ask Reed to get involved in the run fits and he can simply be last line at defense. That's my sales pitch and my way to sell this and saying, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, you look at Kevin Byard and what he does, and he can play in the high post. He play all around. Uh, he's got uh, the ability to play single high. And, and Kari Willis is a guy who's going to come down into the box and, and fit up the run and be really good in that capacity. It's a good choice. I kind of just chose to go the other way. I think Byard is versatile enough that I would just rather have a, a player who I think can make more impact plays in coverage in Justin Reed and then bank on Bayard's versatility. And then I also have uh, a three safety look uh, for my defense with my nickel position. So I, I don't, I like the idea of getting Justin Reed on this, this lineup. I mean, I had a first round grade on him coming out. I, I love Justin Reed from a coverage perspective. I think he's been terrific. And I think from a run defense tackling perspective, He's gotten worse as the Houston defense has gotten worse. I mean, this right. unit, the last two seasons, has been an absolute train wreck, a disaster. I mean, 2019 was bad. 2020 was worse. I mean, it's horrible. And I think, especially as a safety, like I, I think that exp- that makes it really difficult to be consistent in that regard. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't hate the player. Okay, so I really I'm, I, I don't know what you're going to do here with your slot position. I'll Mine's a traditional player. It's Kenny Moore from the yep. Indianapolis Colts, who I think is one of the probably the best five slot corners in the NFL. Yep, so I felt really is. comfortable about him. So I, I'm really interested in your pick here. You got the right defense. It's Julian Blackman. Wow. So Julian wow, Colts secondary is all over this thing, huh? Julian Blackman uh, stepped into a pretty prominent role uh, for the Colts. He was drafted in 85th overall in 2020. He played really well. And what did he do well? It was that thing that I said I don't want to ask Justin Reed to do, which is fit up the run. His run defense, I think Pro Football Focus had him graded around an 80 for his run defense last year. Uh, so you could say what you will about the, the player grades and all that kind of stuff. But more often than not, there is an alignment between the caliber of play and the grades over an entire body of work for an entire season. So Julian Blackman playing him, as a third safety, who now I can have Bayard. If I want to go two highs, I can have Blackman, you know, as that B-level defender in the nickel on the hash and stepping down and fitting up the run. I want to go cover three, I can get into the, the some of the exotic three-high safety type stuff and, and play these physical corners and press underneath if I need to and play some zone. There's a whole lot that I can do. Uh, but Blackman, I think, just for me, that being the player I got the best complementary skill set out of a side of Byard and Reed is the direction that I chose to go. Uh, so, Chris, you, you got everything from everybody? You guys got to pick a head coach? Um, Frank Reich. 
Yeah. Let's go with Frank. Thought about giving Urban Meyer the call, but decided, decided not to. So I had 11 Titans, eight Colts, two Jaguars, and one Texan. That speaks quite volumes to the, the status and distribution uh, of the AFC South. Uh, we hope your podcast distribution will include more draft dudes this week. Cop Crabs with Joe Maria, Chris Schubert. Thanks, as always, for listening to the show. We will be back tomorrow with uh, another one of Chris's less favorite, least favorite of the two series that we have going on right now. It's my personal favorite. I definitely think it's worth hitting subscribe and following along for us. We build the perfect offensive tackle prospect based on NFL draft classes from 2010 or 2018, excuse me, to 2021 using 10 position-specific traits. Uh, so you're going to want to make sure you come back, check that out. Kyle Krabs, Schumer, and Chris Schubert, thanks as always for listening to the Draft Juice Podcast.